Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, and welcome to a special Christmas episode of the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Jeff Hall. Uh, Patrick is out on assignment. At least that's what I always like to say whenever he's unable to make it. Um, anyways, this is our Christmas, a uh, special Christmas episode. We are lucky enough to have a returning guest with us joining us to uh, talk about Christmas movies, ones he's seen recently this year, and as well as some of his favorite recommendations to go over from uh, previous years. Everybody, please welcome returning guests from the $2 Late Fee Podcast, Mr. Dustin Rubin. Dustin, welcome. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. It's it's great to be back uh, to discuss this. I, I love picturing like Patrick, like out, like, you know, near like City Hall, like yeah. like interviewing yeah. the mayor about his favorite movies or something, you know, or I don't know who the mayor of Nashville is or, or your particular town. But uh, out on assignment is fantastic. Yes, <laughs> it's very professional. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Um, yep. And and best to Patrick uh, yes. wherever you are. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think technically for us, out on assignment means he's at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. at the getting re- doing right. very important research for the next episode. So. That is uh, <sighs> integral to your whole podcast. So that makes sense. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But also interviewing the mayor, we've done, we've only had one mayor on our podcast before. She was the former mayor and she did our Oscar episode a few years back. Oh, man. Boom. Amazing. Look at that. See that? Now, I was that on assignment that time, actually. For that That's episode. hilarious. So you yeah. got a sense that the former mayor, former mayor at the time, or was yes. the mayor at the time, is now the former mayor? No, former. She was the previous mayor. When yeah. you were doing she your interview. For, yeah. But you knew, like, she loved movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a theater here in town called the Belcourt Theater. And she, it's like, I don't want to say it's like an art house cinema, but it shows all the independent films. Yeah. A lot of the independent films. Yeah. So, you oh. know, Women yeah. Run and all that right by Vanderbilt. So it's great. I love it. It's a beautiful theater. Fully supported. Always recommend people to support said theater. It's just not the movie showing the uh, times that they show the movies there are not conducive um, to my schedule with kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They show they have like two or two shows a day or three shows a day. I'm either at work or I'm out, you know, taking the kids to one of their extracurriculars. So got it's it. really hard for me to get out there to, you just gotta to see quit, quit your job or get rid of your kids in order to see a movie there. Or, so, I mean, could do both. I right. Guess. Do both. Yeah. Just for the day. <laughs> just for the day yeah yeah calling out sick for both yeah <laughs> mental health day there we go mental health yeah day. that's what they there call it yeah there yeah, you go yeah yeah excellent uh, awesome but yeah um so we collectively you and i have been going on this venture how when did you when was your start date on watching christmas movies and i don't mean i don't need the exact date but was it pre-thanksgiving or post-thanksgiving or day of okay you're talking about this year and not in my yes, life this year right. no, <laughs> yeah, not in your, yeah yeah right. yeah yeah no just well it started when i was four and i saw <laughs> uh annie on the um but uh 
no, this year I decided that I was going to kind of start uh, things really officially after Thanksgiving. So that okay. is what I did last year. Um, and by start things up, I mean, like I'm keeping a daily, what I call a movie Christmas diary um, yes. with the, with the idea of watching every movie or like a bunch, cause you can't watch them all, but watching movies to let people know which ones are worth their time. Right. Cause yeah, we're all busy people, as you just said, right. Kids, you know, but, but people like Christmas movies and you're like, well, which one should I spend time on? So I do these like little kind of reviews, uh, very, 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 you know, quick, quick reviews. Yeah. Um, and, uh, started it, a, started for the first time last year, started late this year. I was like, you know, I'm going to start a little early. People were actually requesting. They're like, when's that movie diary coming back? And I was like, oh, you saw that, you know, cause it seems like 12 mm-hmm. people see it. And, um, I just really do it for me. Cause I just love Christmas right. movies. They're fun right. and, uh, and, and a good time. So this year, yep. Started, you know, December 1st was uh, the official launch and, uh, it's been going, yeah, for, for about a week. I'm already, I can't keep anything, you know, straight in my head. I'm so confused about all these movies. Right. So it happens fast. Especially because, yes, because a lot of them do kind kind of have a, follow the same formula for one. Um, sure. And so for me, I refuse to watch anything before before Thanksgiving. It had to be either, I would watch either day of or after. Yep. And that's the same thing with anything Christmas. I don't do, I don't break out my, my, uh, my shirts. I don't bring the tree down out of the attic or music. I don't do any of that. I don't do a whole lot of music anyways. Um, when it comes to that, um, last year I found, I found a, I found a a pop punk Christmas playlist. Oh, nice. Yes. We were not that actually. Yeah. Yeah. That actually does exist. (laughs) Um, surprisingly, and I was actually pretty surprised. And I listened to them like these are a lot. There's a lot of like original Christmas songs that I'd never heard of, right? But done for you know, for people that are like me that are like Blake 182 fans or people of that genre. Um, in time, I guess it's a good way to put it too. Uh, and so there's a lot of other bands that either I didn't listen to or I hadn't heard of during that time because we didn't have streaming music we had cds and you really had to want sure if you wanted to listen to music new music you really had to invest um so yep. this was great so this year i added a few that you know that had come across but i was you know happy to kind of start that up and then you know grayson who was eight she said daddy can we listen to kids christmas music i was like you don't you don't you don't like mine <laughs> can i listen <laughs> Can I listen to kids Christmas? Like, all right. Yeah. So I put that one on, but I was anyways. Uh, but yeah, I like, uh, I still haven't watched this because so my wife wanted to watch or still wants to, cause we haven't done it yet. The Lindsay Lohan, uh, falling Christmas for, movie that got added to falling for Christmas. Yeah, falling, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that is still on our list. And I'm like, okay, we need to watch it soon so I can talk about it. But I will not watch. I will hold this treat, you know, our, our deal. I will hold it with you that we will watch it together. We just kind of need to get to that at some point. Yeah. I have not watched that one either. I'm waiting for when my sister-in-law visits as well, because uh, that one just seems very much like overboard 
um, you know, Goldie Hawn, sort of the amnesia, mm-hmm. you know, where am I? Spoiled lady. Right. Finds the true yeah. meaning of life. Yeah. So, but that, that's on the list as it, well. But I'm also ex- probably one of few people that are actually happy that Lindsay Lohan is actually trying to make a comeback, make her Drew Barrymore comeback. Yeah. Um, I'm happy because, you know, it's because, you know, it's one of those things like she's like, I, like she was really charming and pretty good in Prairie Home Companion. Um, Ed's, of course, Mean Girls and all that. But we really want to go back as far as Freaky Friday. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, or no, Parrot Trap. That is the one she was in. Or right. both. I, I think she was in both. I, I, yeah. I think I she was in both. But I'm very, you know, so I'm like, oh, cool. It's her comeback. Let's, let's roll with this. Let's go. Yep. So the only one left is, uh, what's her name? Amanda Bynes. That's the next oh, one yeah, we're yeah, yeah. waiting on. Her. Yeah. The next person who's come back, we're waiting on. So, yep. um, she went to, yeah, it, yep. yep. So, but yeah, uh, so we're waiting on that one, but we did, I ended up watching the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Oh, okay. Yeah. We I'd did. Like we to... did do that one Thanksgiving day. I'm like, okay, boom. That's fair. Yeah, you can yeah. allow that. I've heard good Actually, day after. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. And, you know, Kevin Bacon's playing Kevin Bacon. Right. Great. So it's like 80s. We're looking for the 80s star Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's that's so fun. <laughs> but yeah, so we. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't for me for Christmas movies, I've always I've got like my locked in favorites that I watch. Um Everyone that knows me knows that Die Hard is my Christmas movie. My dad took me to go see Die Hard 2 when I was far too young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was I? Let's see. It came out in 1990. So that meant I was probably like 13, I think. Uh, so I guess junior high, but still, still rated R. I had never seen the first one, never heard of the first one. But we went and saw that one. Uh, and then we went and then I loved it. And he goes, well, there's yeah, the original's really good. And then sure enough, we got home and it was on cable. Oh, yeah. So I got to watch Die Hard for the first time on like you saw HBO them backwards. or something like that. That's very, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, and so for the next one, we ended up seeing Terminator 2 in theater also. Also had not seen the original Terminator. Oh, wow. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. All right. We'll go to backwards on this one, too. You're, you're so I had, very, I had to go. Yeah. Adept you know, at nonlinear storytelling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but we're going to roll with it, though. Yeah. So, it. Uh, but that's the beauty about both those two movies. Without seeing the original, you can still follow what's going on, and true, true, and still have an idea. It, it just makes it that much better after you go back and watch the original. Like, oh, okay, that makes this. That's okay, what had, John McClane yeah, was okay, doing. Yeah. Okay, right. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, Nakatomi Tower. That makes sense. Now I know what that is now. <laughs> right. Instead of in an airport. Right. Uh, oh. But yeah, so for me, like that kind of movie, and then of course, Lethal Weapon, I s- somehow still count. A little bit more of a stretch, but. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. Lethal Weapon, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Die Hard then, for sure. Yep. And then, um, and then you know, throwing your Home Alones, you know, growing up watching those and everything. So as I've gotten older, I'm not as been as much about the Christmas. I'm still like Halloween more, but as I've, 
Okay. But I think a lot of it though, it's so, and I don't know how many others can kind of relate to this. After you've worked in the food industry and retail, you kind of get bitter when it comes to Christmas because of how people treat you (laughs) when they're supposed to be, you know, supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. Everybody's spreading good cheer, just not to you because they're frustrated because they need to get X, Y, and Z done. And why don't you have this? And they've just been 45 minutes trying to park in the mall. Yeah, it's exactly. And so it, it kind of makes you a little bitter kind of towards that. You know, like I just need to fast forward from, 100%. 100%. November 1st, go from November 1st back to March and just let it almost be St. Patrick's Day or something. Right. But, <laughs> it's just, <that's laughs> just over six just months to, yeah, yeah. We're just we're, we're good. We're good. We don't need it. Yeah. Um, but as I've progressively gotten older, you know, I, I'm finding different reasons for different things. And I don't know if the pandemic has something to do with it or if it's just me getting older and I'm just dealing with just, I think just people in general deal with just so much anger and frustration of, over different things. Yeah, People are just looking for something that is, that can give them hope of any kind. Yep. And I, that's what I've come to, I guess, try to appreciate about the holiday is that, okay, that uh, this is, even though depending on where you live, I guess the weather is abysmal. <laughs> And it's so much, it's too easy to get depressed and to fall into the spiral of things. We need to really, it would probably help if we could focus on things that would bring people joy. And I feel like movies like what we're about to talk about will be those things, except for one. I do have one that I refer to as a uh, (laughs) counter-programming to the movies we're going to talk about. Because I did find one, because after a while, I was like, I need just something different. Sure, sure. Before I get, uh, before I get Christmas movie diabetes from all the sweetness that's going right. on here, right? So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I've kind of gotten more. I don't want to say with it, but I mean, I, I've been watching. I don't watch. I'm not much for the Lifetime movies or the Hall or the Hallmark ones. That's okay, never yeah. really. I never really could get into that. My wife loves them. She'll put them on. So yeah. last year she got me into it, started watching some and we kind of, or it would be on and I'd be doing other things, but also kind of half paying attention to what's going on. Right. Um, and then Netflix started dropping some that I really liked and Hulu yeah, yeah. as well. So I'm like, all right, so we've got, we're, we're getting some that are going to at least pique my interest at least. Everybody's then, dropping uh, them now. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Every, yeah. Cause they know there's a market. Yep. And that in that and also because too, everybody wants these kind of movies because this time of year they kind of need it. Yep. They're kind of drained from the past eleven months. They need something that'll bring them some joy. Or at least or even just something that they don't have to really pay a whole lot of attention to. They could just put on and let it wash over them and then go about, you know, and then kind of disappear from reality for a little bit. Which is what movies should which is what movies should do anyways. Yeah. yeah transport yeah. you somewhere else. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. I'm done rambling. I want to let you take the floor for a little bit and um, talk to me about some of the ones that you've been watching, uh, which ones have kind of been standing out for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I so. should, I should preface this by saying, so mm-hmm. I, sure. I am an equal opportunist when it comes to mm-hmm. Christmas movies. I watch 
I just watch them all. It, it, it's my goal to kind of write, write a kind of a Hallmark style, but, but really not have all those stupid ass tropes, which of course are, are yes. required, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about things like the precocious daughter, right. The, the dead mother, the, yeah. uh, there's just, there's just certain things that, you know, the, the workaholic protagonist, there's, there's all yes. these things who, you know, who's like lost her Christmas spirit and the, the childhood love or the small town crash or whatever. So it's, um, and by crash, I mean like, like sometimes they literally have car accidents that strand them in yes. <laughs> uh, small towns. So, um, so I've watched, you know, Hallmark, Lifetime, Ion, but Netflix, but, but so I have four in mind today, you know, and I, and I, mm-hmm. I don't really talk in terms of spoilers because the whole idea is right. You want to plant the seed and get everybody's mm-hmm. interest, you know, peaked. Um, and so, you know, and I'm, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, I'm a fan of obviously Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, but also Gremlins is a big one. Um, but then I yes. also like, you know, like Love Actually is a great, you know, Christmas classic uh, for me. But there are some movies that I've recently saw, I've, re- I've recently seen to have proper grammar um, that I don't know that they would necessarily become classics in my mind, but some of them definitely mm-hmm. deserve a rewatch and could be that, you know, for someone's family. And, um, and the first one that I've seen, you know, speaking about how everybody's in the game of Christmas now, QVC, the home shopping network. This is the first okay. year. This is the very first year that they have gotten in the Christmas game and they have produced a movie called Holly and the hot chocolate. Now you can go and get this QVC plus app. It's free. You download mm-hmm. it. And it's all like home shopping. And then right, you know, at the top, it's like Holly and the Hot Chocolate, the new movie. And this movie is so refreshing. It, it like it totally caught me off guard too. I may have exclaimed as I was watching, like, what's going on? <laughs> because I thought it was going to be one thing and it totally wasn't that. And on top of that, this movie is barely a feature. It's 65 minutes long. Oh, wow. So it's like, Someone, yeah, just, you, know, you got a tough <laughs> schedule. You got 65 minutes. Let's go. And that might be including yeah. credits. Like I've, you know, like, right. I, I think in order to have a feature, you, you can define it. I've heard it defined different ways, but I think it's like mm-hmm. 45 minutes is technically considered a feature. And, you know, this fits that bill, but it, it cuts out all that BS of, you know, those, those weird miscommunication scenes mm-hmm. that always come up in Christmas. Yes. If somebody just had a conversation, this scene wouldn't exist. And you're like, you know, th- those are things that get that get me angry. And my wife, too, she watches them with me. And she's like, why is she assuming? Why is that character speculating that so-and-so doesn't like her anymore? Why is she, you know, um, it's just some dumb thing. Let's like, just call the person and you'll, you know, figure this out. So Holly and the Hot Chocolate is, you know, it's basically about, um, it is that premise. It's, it's she's a, she, Holly is a food critic from Philadelphia who's on her way to visit her boyfriend's family in Boston. But on the way she gets in a car accident because she's not paying attention. She gets stranded in this town called, I'm, you know, I'm conflating every movie now. So I don't remember what the town's Christmas falls, falls, angel, whatever, (laughs) you know, Um, not really important, but what it's important is that the town is very festive and she, her tow truck driver, uh, whose name is Rudy, who has a, t- a tow truck company called Missile Towing. Very nice. clever. You know, 
Um, and she's like, missile towing, ha ha ha. And he's like, no, no, it's missile towing because I, I get there fast, like a missile. I get there fast. You know, and it's just like these awkward kind of funny yeah. conversations. Um, and then the town is known for their hot chocolate and everyone's like, you got to review the hot chocolate. And that's all I'll say about it because it's 60 minutes. Okay. It's just really solid storytelling. It also happens that my good friend from college wrote and produced this movie, which oh, I there you go after the fact. And I was like, what? After the- what? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's amazing. Yes. So uh highly endorse that. Not gonna not gonna spoil anything, but okay. it's, it's great. Oh, that's awesome. The um there you go. Give me C plus. Uh, oh, and and the there's like a, a a guy named David Venable who's like a mm-hmm. uh home shopping personality. And he's okay. in, yeah, you know, yeah. and this was like his idea, I guess is he came up with the story. He didn't write it, but he came up with the you know basic idea and the so, idea. He's in there, you know, a little cameo. And of course, there's some home shopping integrations, but they're done really well. So that's awesome. Subtle, subtle, subtle. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so I've got, yeah. So the first one I want to go with, <clears throat> I was going to talk about this on the episode we were going to have last week, but, or I guess by the time this drops would be the episode uh, we didn't record, we took a week off. And then I was like, well, I'll just talk about it on the next one. That's cool. That's one. That's one I got to watch. Sure. But then we we're doing this. I'm like, nope, I'm going to just do it for this one Ooh. because it's perfect. Perfect. This is why we're here. Yes. This is why we are here. And this has so far been my favorite movie that I've been. Well, this has been on my top list of ones that I've really enjoyed from this year that I've out of 14, I think that I've watched so far. Um, this one's called the Noel Diary. It's on oh, Netflix. Dang. It's got a run. It's a runtime of one hour thirty nine minutes. So not bad. Because um, yep, yep. And so it stars uh, Justin Hartley, which most people will know as uh, one of the crying people on This Is Us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know him. I know him as OG Oliver Queen from yeah. Smallville. Uh, when I when they used to be on, right? It also speaking of Die Hard, also stars Bonnie Bedelia, who I did not recognize at first. Recognized her voice, but did not recognize her. Uh, and then uh, Barrett Doss, and she's been in some things: uh, Station Nineteen, Iron Fist, Person of Interest. Uh, even had a part on uh, Thirty Rock and yeah. uh, Grey's Anatomy. So she's been in a bunch of things. Uh, James Remar uh, from Dexter and Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Just name an 80s movie. He's probably in it. So he's also in it because I, again, recognized his voice before I recognized him. I go, no, I know that voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And anyway, so it's a story of a man who returns home on Christmas to settle his estranged mother's estate. Once there, he you know he discovers a diary that may hold secrets to his own past and of a beautiful young woman on a mysterious journey of her own. So basically, yep. he's there cleaning out her stuff. She, you know, they weren't super close, but he's trying to go through her items. He's a very famous author that just you know had a he just got done with a book signing when he found out that his mother had passed. So he's there trying to clean out some things. He hadn't been there in forever to visit. Uh, Bonnie Bedelia plays his neighbor. 
or his mom's neighbor. And then this woman shows up at their house thinking that, Hey, um, I think my, you know, basically I'm just here to see if you know who this person is. My, I just found out my birth mother used to be a nanny here. I don't, we, I don't have a name cause they were not allowed to give me the name of the person. Uh, but they said she was a nanny here. And of course he barely remembers this person. And so he starts, they start out on this journey of trying to find out who her mom is. And it's kind of starts with one place and then becomes like a road, one of those like road journey. Okay. Movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, meanwhile, she's also engaged to a nice person it, from what every interaction with this person, he's very Uh-oh. caring, but he's also very supportive of her trying to go on this journey, but also Uh-oh. wondering when she's going to be home. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. And you're like, well, am I supposed to feel bad for him? Cause, right. or I mean, am I supposed to not like him because he's not our protagonist or one of our right, two protagonists? Right, right. Like, am I not supposed to like him for some reason? Because most of this is me not liking her because she's starting to have feelings for, you know, for our lead here. Right. Like he's doing everything to try and help as far as like arrange, uh, trying to set a date, trying to like finding a caterer for the wedding and everything. She's like, can we not talk about that right now? Cause I'm really trying to focus. I'm like, I'm on a road journey. Yeah. I'm on a road journey with a very good looking the handsome, <laughs> the yeah. handsome stranger, you know. And I'm like, okay, I need to check my brain out of this part of it because I'm trying to, uh, because I'm going to get more irritated over something I don't need to begin irritated because that's not what these, because mm-hmm. these movies are full of things like that. And I need to, yeah. I need to check out more or less. And once I could kind of do that, you know, I kind of enjoy because it, it is also kind of a mystery because you're trying to find out why her mom had to give her up for adoption and uh-huh. um you know why she didn't get to keep you know why she didn't keep her but also like him trying having to reconcile with his estranged dad because the two of them didn't get along so and but yet he knows who the nanny is or the identity of the nanny and all this other stuff so okay he's having to he has to reconcile with that she's having to reconcile with you know finding out who her mom is but then also finding out the relation, what she wants to do with her current relationship, but also her feelings for our, our other protagonists. So mm-hmm. it is, oh, but it hey. is a, it is an enjoyable movie. Um, again, and it's, and I'm one of those guys that I, I am a, I am pretty much a sucker for a Nicholas Sparks movie. And this, this throws uh-huh. off some Nicholas Sparks vibes. It has, oh, okay. I, not only does it have the elements of, of a Christmas movie, as far as the different, um, tropes in those but also if it didn't take place during the winter and it was in like north carolina it would be a nicholas sparks movie i mean interesting i mean no no big shock but the person that dies is is justin hartley's mom so you already got your death that occurs (laughs) in a nicholas sparks movie right and then and then two people that that uh you wrong side of the tracks type of thing because you know he's a very famous author and she's just some some person you know, and how are they going to, will they, won't they, what's she going to do with the relationship she's in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It has all of those things too. So well, that sounds compelling. Let me ask you this, just yeah. not to interrupt yeah. you, but because I watched yeah, this trailer, I watched this trailer mm-hmm. and my initial thought was this looks absolutely humorless. 
Like, it, like there was not a it, single, yeah. you know, it was the most dramatic thing ever. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to, you know, I got to be in a certain mood for that to yeah. know there's going to be no smiling mm. or right. laughs. Is that accurate? There, we'll say there are attempts, but oh, okay. um, <laughs> much like the new Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie, yeah. there are attempts at humor, but they kind of fall flat. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it it uh, it it's, interesting. Yeah, it's more of a drama, but it's it. I mean, but it's still enjoyable to watch, and you know, still get the feels and all that. But it, yeah, it's not one that's going to have like attempts at humor because it's not trying for that. But okay. it it is a. Uh, but I did enjoy it though. It's okay. One of the ones I really liked. Yep. No, that's great. I mean, uh, I'm, uh, I think that's a very good description of it, and uh, you know, certainly intriguing. And I think. For anyone that is in the in the mood for that sort of mm-hmm. you know, non lighthearted sort of like you said, Nicholas Sparks yeah. Yeah. with a mystery, you know that, right. that could hit the spot. Yep. Uh, what do you got uh, next, my friend? Very cool. Um, okay, so the so next movie um, I saw this uh, a year ago and it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, for some really weird reasons, but this is a movie from, uh, it was made in 2012, which is, it's crazy. This is 10 years ago, but, um, <laughs> yes, it's, uh, the Christmas consultant and it stars David Hasselhoff. Nice. As a Christmas consultant named Owen, um, a Christmas consultant in this case is somebody who, can you know you hire to plan your parties to make every you know if you want your house decorated a certain way you know the, he's the guy that you go to do it and um you know David Hasselhoff David Hasselhoff of course everybody knows who that is right it also stars Caroline Ray um you know who I always think of from Sabrina the Teenage Witch mm-hmm. as, as one of the, yep. the the witch ants and whatever um and and a, a comedian a stand up stand up comic in her own right. But um, Caroline Ray is like, you know, a working woman. She's got a family. She's extremely stressed out and accidentally somehow gets she like agrees to host this office Christmas party at her house, like on, on Christmas Eve. But she's so overwhelmed, right, that everyone's like, you can't do this yourself. So she hires David Hasselhoff to help plan some yeah. stuff. And it's like this movie is very different, you know, like it's it's very unusual. Um, it kind of goes along at a fairly fast pace. It's got some good montages or whatever. The reason it stands out for me and I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler, mm-hmm. but I highly mm-hmm. recommend that people see this, even though I'm going to spoil some things is the ending of this. You know, David Hasselhoff basically is very sweet and he's got sort of a traumatic past that we don't know about, you know, until the end. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you that part, but. Um, he plans this party for Caroline Ray and her family and it's perfect. And at some point she gets very jealous that her family loves him more than they love her for no reason. Right. They, and she basically has a mental breakdown. She, she, she mentally snaps and attacks David Hasselhoff. Nice this party with a giant candy cane. It's the <laughs> most incredible scene I've ever mm. seen in a, in a Christmas movie. And I, um, I, I think I exclaimed like, what is going on? You know, she's attacking him. <laughs> she's attacking him. And she's also yeah. like victim blaming him. 
like it's his fault that she's beating him with this candy cane. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. And the tone of it, you know, it's, 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 uh, I think it's a Hallmark movie or, you know, yeah. like Ion or something, a Lifetime. Yeah. And the tone just shifts. And then you wonder what is mentally wrong with Caroline Ray's character. And she becomes the most unlikable person. But I recommend everybody watch it for that experience because it combines these elements of like family friendly Christmas and just this weird dark thing that is is just never really addressed and um just a fascinating fascinating christmas movie all around i definitely need to rewatch it because i for days i thought about the ending and and wanted people <laughs> to talk about it and everyone's like yeah i don't know it was crazy but i welcome people watch it because i want people's thoughts on it like what what they thought was happening there yeah. and it is a uh, lifetime movie oh, oh lifetime thank you okay yep. yeah yep. so um so yeah, if you that's you know if you and your wife want to see something really different, yep. you know, kids will enjoy it too. But it's and you'll know what's coming yeah. obviously because I've just blown yeah. it. But I have not explained all the details and the characters and the the various things. It's uh, it's pretty wild. I think you had. Pro- I think you probably got everybody hooked when you said Caroline Ray attacks Dable Hasselhoff with it's, the candy cane. It's unlike anything you've seen in the movie. Yeah, there you go. Sold. It's this traumatic. Uh, Past the fact that his car, his talking car, left him. Right, for, right. Hello, what, David. Left, what? Hello, <laughs> left, Michael. Yeah. He, uh, the car left him for a Malibu lifeguard. Is that what happened? Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, and I and I want to point out too that this is yeah. she's she's doing this it at the party, at the big party, that's amazing. That's uh, amazing. in front of her boss, in front of the yeah. new clients, in front of her children. Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. How else do you get a how else do you get a promotion at work if you don't show some sort of empowerment? Little initiative. Yep. Want that little promotion. Initiative. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yep. Um so my next one does not have that in it. Um however, uh I briefly I kind of uh brought this one up to you as one to you know that I enjoyed watching. So I watched a Hollywood Christmas. It's on HBO Max. It is a got a runtime of one hour, 31 minutes. So right there in your sweet spot. Beautiful. Um, A successful Christmas movie director begins living her own Christmas movie when a handsome network exec shows up threatening to halt production on her latest film. Yep. Saw the trailer. Yep. Yep. And so this is a. This is a perfect Christmas movie in the sense that there is n- there's nobody in this movie that you will recognize as far like it's a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say no name actors but actors we have you may or may not you probably have not seen in other right uh, other movies which is perfectly fine um, so <laughs> Jessica plays and which is funny because the character and the actress uh, Jessica Van had the same name, just spelled differently, uh, is making this Christmas movie for an unknown, we'll say an unknown studio. I only know the studio because it's, well, one, it's HBO Max, so they use the Warner Brothers a lot. Okay. And just <laughs> sure. know that because we, we did the Warner Brothers tour when we were there back in March, so everything looked familiar. So for people like me that have done the studio tour and stuff like that, everything will, you'll like the movie because you'll recognize a lot of the sites and they, 
they uh, make sure to, it's almost like a commercial for the Warner Brothers to come do the Warner Brothers studio tour mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's so many shots, you know, like aerial shots or bird's eye view shots from different parts. They walk around the lot. So there's a lot of things that you're, you know, that you would see. They use the gazebo, which is the same gazebo that they used for uh, in the town square for Gilmore Girls. Oh, so yeah, they yeah. Use, yeah, yeah, yeah. They use Fantastic. that to shoot. So it's all it's all there. You're like, oh, I mean, <clears throat> I told well, I told my wife, I go, you, you're going to want to watch this because it's nothing but shots from the tour. I said, you'll be like that. We the Leonardo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's playing right. his TV. Right. Right. I right, said, right. You'll be I said, oh, you'll be doing God. that for like half the movie. So oh, you'll love yeah. it. I said, also, it's very I said it's kind of meta in the sense that they're trying to make a a, uh, a Christmas movie, but the studio is making a bunch of cut. They have like new people taking over. Oh, Missy Pyle is about the only person that I recognized in this movie. Okay, and she plays she plays like the new uh, exec that's over Christmas that like they decide they're going to shut down the Christmas movie division. Oh, I love it! I love it of the studio because it's not making money and people don't want to watch that. They're going to instead use that budgetary money and uh, to make more thrillers and action movies. Cause that's what people want to go watch and not Christmas, not these Christmas movies. Cause they even mentioned there are already two networks that have that kind of are, that's what they're known for. They don't mention them by name, but they say, you know, it's like there's already two studio or two, uh, two networks that already have the kind of the monopoly on Christmas movies. Okay. We don't need to be wasting our time with that. So, right, right, right. but they're still wanting her to finish the movie. So I hadn't quite figured that part out. Okay. Um, there, there are definitely like the, as Patrick, Patrick and I like to refer to the plot armor of a movie. The plot armor on this is, is, uh, looks like a Swiss cheese vest. <laughs> there are there are holes of plenty. Just don't holes focus on it. Just, that is so funny. Holes of plenty. Just just let it wash over you. Just go with it and go. Well, this is just silly, but just let it go because uh, Christopher, played by uh, Josh Swink Swinkard Swickard, uh, okay. he uh, he comes. He's like a financial guy, so he's going to stay on the set because he's going to be sure that their movie doesn't go over budget. Because in that you know they may end up having to make cuts. Yep. And also learning the learning kind of the ins and outs of how a movie works because he's his his prior work history is like uh working in like hedge, you know, starting up hedge funds and all these like uh what do you call it? startups and things like that. That's his background. This is first foray into the movie industry. Right, right. And so he's having to learn all of this. She, of course, doesn't like him because he's trying to interfere with her movie and that they're going to, this will be the last movie, you know, Christmas movie. And she's made a, a, you know, several Christmas movies. Cause that's what her and her mom grew up watching and that's how they bonded. And that's what got her into wanting to make movies. Sure. And she's never made anything but Christmas movies. Cause that's what she's, that's her, you know, her, what she loves most. It's her niche. That's, oh, well, that's, yeah, that's her. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Good for so her. she's, yeah. So, and then she has her, I guess, I don't know if it's a production assistant or assistant director. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Rania, who's Arena, who's there basically to be the one that, oh my God, you're in a Christmas movie. Like you're following the formula. Look, it's a, you're this and this and this. Yeah. And then, you know, and 
it's really cute. And then you have the two actors they're in the that are in the movie they're making that don't like each other off the set because the male lead in the movie they're filming it made some post on Instagram that the actress thought was reflecting her in a negative light, but he was, it was meant to be a joke. Okay. And so, and so Jessica's trying to get the two of them just to get along at least on set because it's affecting their chemistry. Funny. And so of course, then they fall in love off the set. And sure. then, you know, much like, you know, how they would do in the Christmas, they're like, yeah. In Jessica's argument about why this her life isn't a Christmas movie is because it's July. It's not even Christmas. Right. And so, so we gotta film it. It's yeah. yeah. So they're just filming it. And so, of course, there's hiccups down on the road in the in the filmmaking process. Thing, you know, they cut the budget and how they're gonna finish the movie. I love it. And also they kind of they're uh but of course they're spending more time. He tries to do things to to help that kind of getting her good favored much like, you know, uh, they're doing Christmas movies. And then there's of course the miscommunication aspect of it. And then in a cut in a few scenes, but it's, it's great because it, what this movie does well is one gives a fresh take on Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, I'm like, that's something I hadn't seen done yet. And, you know, I was like, all right, let me see how they execute it. Yeah. And then, the writing's clever in how they one acknowledge that there is a Christmas movie formula. It then also falls prey to said Christmas <laughs> yeah. movie formula yeah, yeah. in the real life aspect. And very meta, very so meta. It's, yeah. It's, but, and it's done real well and you actually buy the, you know, the performances are actually pretty good and it's just great because it's just something new, you know, that isn't what, is in been in the pipeline for the past. That's great. Years. That's great. So yeah, yeah. I I would happily rewatch this again. So that's a that I mean that's the best endorsement one could get for a yeah. Christmas movie, really. The rewatchability factor. And uh certainly that's on my list now. Yeah. So awesome. I look forward to checking it out. Yeah. So do you have another one that you'd like to talk about? That's awesome. Yeah, I, I have two and and one uh is this one I'm going to mention is is going to be so fast because I cannot mm-hmm. spoil anything about this movie. Right. It's one of the ones where the less you know, the better. So all I will say is mm-hmm. 2016's Better Watch Out. It is the finest horror Christmas movie I have ever encountered. If you if you're a fan of horror movies and you love combining it with the Christmas genre, this is like set up to be like Home Alone. And then yes, I watched that. Boom. It's not. Uh, it's R-rated. It's not for the kids. It's not for nope. the kiddies. It's not a family movie, but it's um, it'll delight you and disturb you. And uh, you can get it for free now on Tubi. Better watch out. <laughs> yes, uh, I may. I know I watched it last year. I do not remember whether or not I talked about it on the podcast or not. I feel like I may have, but I'm not hundred percent. But yes, it's hard to talk uh, about because you don't, you know, you don't want to spoil somebody's experience. If you're recommending it, you just want them to. And that's, you know, with us, we, we always do our best to stay spoiler free. Yep. Um, we, <laughs> except unless we have like a lot, we really want to talk about. I think the last time we did a spoiler was um, "Don't Worry, Darling," 
because there's so much in that movie that we wanted to talk about, but we couldn't without spoiling right, it. Right, right, right. It's very so hard. we so we did broad strokes, and then we did a special episode that was just an all spoiler episode. Oh, nice. Like twenty twenty. Yeah, it's like twenty twenty five minutes. So if you wanted to hear the spoilers, yeah. you could, but it wouldn't affect a regular episode. That right way. warning. If you enter this room, yeah, you yeah. will be getting spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be <laughs> turn yeah, back now. All ye yep. <laughs> And literally put spoiler alert at the front of the title yeah. of the episode and at the end and on the picture yeah. and <laughs> the beginning of said episode. Cause yeah. Um, no, this was definitely a really good one. Did you, and this just, um, did you watch the, is it, I think it's black Christmas. Is that right? That sounds black like Christmas is, is Bob Clark, yeah. the director of a Christmas story. Um, the same guy who directed a Christmas story directed Black Christmas, and that and is the, wild. So I haven't watched the original. I watched the remake from '06. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah, I because I, I don't think I could. I was able to find. I don't think it was made available because I knew it was a remake, but uh, I hadn't been able to locate it even at my public library. I hadn't been able okay. to find it yet. Yep. Uh, this the remake from 2006 is actually uh, Gwen Morgan wrote the okay. updated screenplay and directed it and it has Michelle Trachenberg, uh, Mary yeah, Winston, yeah, yeah. Winstead, right. Lacey Shea Bear, Katie Cassidy, a bunch of people from TV um, who I don't think were actually on TV at the time, but yeah, um, that one was wild too. Oh, and they did a 29. Did they do a 29? They did a 2019 one they as did? well. I don't think I saw no. that. One. Yeah. Uh, Imogene Poots. uh not huh. Anybody else? I don't really. Oh, question: Is it pronounced Carrie Elways or Carrie Yules? Because it's Scottish. Oh, or I've no, always... British. Yeah, yeah, I've always pronounced it Carrie Elways. Okay, me too. Okay, so he's also in, he's also in it. That's the one I watched. I watched the 2019 one. I take that back. Okay. Um, that one, yeah, it was interesting. I like. So I was wondering about the original too, but yeah, that, it, but that is it. crazy though. A movie like that, I mean, that's what you call diversity <laughs> when you right, can right. go from Black Christmas to a Christmas story. That yeah, is, yeah. Wow. It's, uh, yeah. And there's no, there's no finer Christmas movie probably than a Christmas story as far as just longevity and, and movies yes. that play for 24 hours on a one channel, you know, yeah. on Christmas Day. Have you watched the new one yet? I have. Okay. I ha- We still have not because we... Yep. We haven't been able to get everybody because it'd be one we'd want to watch with with the kids, and we just haven't been able to. Yeah, just do the other. Yeah, yeah, just trying right. just with everybody, you know, doing their thing, and then uh, just hadn't been able to get to it yet. But definitely playing on it because I've heard, you know, people that have watched it have enjoyed it. So yeah, from the nostalgia aspect alone, I think it's required. Yeah, really. yeah, pretty much. Um, so speaking of. Uh, I guess we can say horror aspects. I this one now, and I just got done talking about how I'm not gonna, how I usually do like spoiler free. Yeah, this one I'm briefly gonna talk about mainly because I don't think anybody's gonna watch this anyways. Okay, great. Always uh, a good start. Just I mean, in and by that I don't mean that because it's a bad movie. I mean <laughs> that because it's it's subtitled. <laughs> It's, oh. it's a Scandinavian film, so you're okay. not. It's and it's from 2010, so it's, it's also American. Out, 
Talk, talk Americans, America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been here. You've yeah. been in Nashville. I've been, I've been, yeah, um, been in America. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, this this movie is called uh, Rare Exports. Colon a Chris. Well, depending on where where you watch it, it's either just Rare Exports or it's Rare Exports colon a Christmas Story. Okay. Um. So again, it's a twelve year old movie, so I think we're past the spoiler part of that uh it is rated r also not for kids uh an hour and 24 minutes long now it could probably be pg pg 13 but at the end there's it's name of frontal nudity is just back i don't uh back nudity whatever back nudity you know back not real some butts and back legs and backs butts of old old white dudes yeah that's (laughs) That's pits, you know, all those things. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> um, so I watched this on a you gotta watch it. uh Hulu, I think I had it, uh is where I found it. And because I was looking for some counter programming. Great. After watching a bunch of, you know, uh sugary uh sure. Christmas movies. So in the and I'm gonna butcher names, I'm gonna because I am not that person. Because you're not anybody that's anything. listening to our yeah, it's uh we're as anybody that's listened to our podcast, we're not great with names. Um, in the depths of the Cor- Corvatunturi uh, Mountains, 486 meters deep, the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. So basically, there's an archaeological dig at the top of this mountain, and they believe that. In the mid, in this mountain lies Santa Claus. Okay, who's uh, laid dormant, and of course, this there's uh, the main child, uh, Oni uh, Tamalia, Tamila. There we go, Oni Tamila, which sounds more Italian when you say it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, But he plays uh, Pitari, who believes believes in santa claus has all this you know folklore books that i mean they look like the old folklore books that look spooky and probably have spells and all kinds of things probably and they uh so they show and it has these old you know drawings and everything of what they believe santa claus looks like and the story the narration over it or when he's reading it is portraying santa claus more like krampus than santa claus like he has like the horns and he goes around and he like kidnaps children and he's not like bringing gifts like he's like not good people okay um okay so it it is but the he knows so his his dad and the people in their little community are like instead of like herding cows they're doing that with reindeer so oh. that's how they make their living. They sell off reindeer and stuff like that. Okay. So they had this new electric fence that they had built for their corral to corral the reindeer in. Yeah. And they go off hunting to go get the reindeer and notice that when they find a when they find the reindeer, all the livestock are dead. Like they're just all laying just dead. Like mm. something's killed them. Well, uh Pitari, whose room is on the second floor of their house sees footsteps outside of his room. So he thinks Santa Claus has been 
uh, you know, it's there trying because it's almost Christmas. And uh, you think Santa's murdering reindeer? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which would be, a you know, considering everything that we have learned up to this point is that everything we know about Santa Claus is very different than what is being portrayed, been portrayed to us over the years. Sure, sure, sure. And that he's more something to be feared of than, than, you know, the holly jolly guy. Okay. Uh, he, he loves a Coke and a smile. Um, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's not that dude. So, Got it. so this movie is just about them trying to figure out what is going on. Plus they know something's going on at the top of this mountain, which is, uh, the fence is guard, you know, gated off, you know, basically do not enter, yep. you know, basically you can get shot at or whatever. So, but then one of the research archeology span guys is like been given a card. Do not swear. Do not smoke. Do not all these basically bad habits. Do not do these things because basically Santa will come and if you're, you know, naughty things. Okay. And then take you away and you'll disappear. So these kids, his friends and like a, the kids in the community start disappearing. So they think they're just out, you know, you know, running off doing their own thing. The parents are parents aren't really too all seem all that worried. It seems like, oh yeah, we used to do that when we were kids. We okay. just used pillows. But they're finding sure. like wooden but they're finding like wooden figures. I'm like, who has time to make these wooden figures? Right. Where would they be hiding them anyways? Like it's it seems a bit elaborate, but okay. And so he's like, no, you don't understand. This is an evil thing. Basically gets so they go on this journey, they end up finding that these things that are killed, you know, taking the kids, they find they eventually find where the kids are, and they're all in like these sacks and everything. And you see this big giant, oh, and all the everybody's heaters have been removed from their houses, like someone's like stolen them. And basically it's to help, much like you would if you're trying to defrost your refrigerator and take a hair dryer and to kind of defrost yeah. the, the ice thing out of there or whatever. Um, that's built up. You would they basically are using these heaters to help thaw out Santa Claus, look, who looks ginormous. You, you really never get you get a sense of size, but not of what he actually looks like. Okay, and it because he's frozen and it's and ginormous. Okay, and <laughs> yeah, and so the they said that you know, the people that that have been taking him are quote unquote Santa's helpers. <laughs> Which are basically old skinny white dudes with long with long white beards. Okay. So they end up trying they end up trying to uh take the, you know, uh, so they got a helicopter and a net and put all the kids in it. They're trying to um and get them to escape. Someone uh so then the helpers end up uh kind of following them. And, you know, they're running after them, so it looks like a you know, a bunch of horses, you know, like a herd of horses just running, you know, in the same direction and they get them in the corral. And so the spoiler part of this movie is not what had occurred during that entire part of the movie, but the end part of why this movie is called rare exports. They end up taking these old, these old white dudes with beards and grooming them, teaching them how to be like mall Santa's. Okay. They're all old, old, skinny white guys with long white beards that look similar to Santa, to the Santa Claus we know. Teach them how to, you know, hold like uh, 
basically like giant stuffed animals to treat them like kids, like to find out what they want for Christmas. Yeah. And then what they do is they teach them a language and then they box them up in like a crate and right. send them to different countries. Amazing. And that's, and that's how they make their money because they've killed off all the, cause they killed off all the reindeer. Oh my God. And so they're, they're, so the movie ends with human trafficking essentially. Wow. <laughs> and that's what, yeah. And that's why, and, and then boom credits. I'm like, wow, exactly. I go, what in the world? And I'm like, well, I know it's Scandinavian. They have their, they love their folklore. Yeah. And they're not much for Holly Jolly Indians. <laughs> I've, cause no. I watched, there's a, there's a great movie on Netflix called The Ritual that's also Scandinavian. And without knowing much about, nobody should really look anything into the movie. They should just sit and watch it. Okay. And just let, and just let it watch, just let things happen. It is, it is, and definitely watch it at night with the lights off. It is, wow. it will, I, I, I'm not, I'm, it's, if you're, if you're not an outdoors person, you'll be even less of an outdoors person after this. All right. But it is, it is a horror movie, but it is some great mythology, some mythos in there. And you're kind of wondering yeah. what is going on. You know, it's great. It's, I always like to recommend that one because it's definitely one that's not, not everybody's seen, but it's on Netflix. It is, uh, voice dub so sounds, you can watch it sounds it incredible there. wow yeah it's crazy it's crazy all right but yeah holly jolly with the uh, with rare Jolly's. human yeah, trap like, oh my god yes. yeah wow yeah that's how we end it uh oh boy. do you would you like to talk about a tennessee christmas since we both have watched that one uh yeah let's do that let me remember what that is uh okay, okay i got it so i can i, I can help if you want right. nope i remember uh Okay, so I watched it because or Christmas in Tennessee. I always say Tennessee Christmas because I feel like that's how it, what it, it should be called. It may as well be called that. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So I watched it obviously because we live in Tennessee, and I feel like let's Represent. give this a world. See, yeah. let's let's see what they have for us here. So I uh, I watched it. It is a, a so Lifetime or Home? Yeah, Lifetime movie. Uh, this is from 2018. It is a runtime of one hour, 27 minutes. Another good sweet spot starring Rachel Boston, who uh, plays Allison Brentley, Andrew Walker, who did you say had 78 movie credit or Christmas I was exaggerating, credits? but the thing, oh, okay. the thing is, is that both, both Rachel Boston and Andrew have done a ton of movies. Like they have contracts, mm-hmm. you know, gotcha. And so they're, but Andrew sometimes is busting out two a season oh, uh, okay. know, and it goes back. Like I, I basically stopped counting after I hit like 12. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, this wow. guy, this guy. So he yeah. found his niche. Yeah. Uh, yes. I have a, a <laughs> penchant for exaggeration sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, in my review, I was exaggerating, but, um, yeah. but wow. uh, yeah. Uh, Patricia Richardson. As Martha and um, oh, and of course Caroline Ray, who we've already talked about tonight. Uh, it's so funny, yeah, to bring her back. And when I saw her name in the credits for this, I was like, oh no, no, because I I still feel a little, yeah. you know, yeah. angry at her. <laughs> Another movie, <laughs> and now she's Mrs. Claus in this one. So and Mrs. Claus, yeah. It's like ah, oh, she's trying yeah. to redeem. Yeah. Uh, so. 
A baker unites the people of her small mountain town to stop a real estate developer. That's like the summary. Yeah, I I don't love that. I don't like that. that. No, I don't think that's accurate. That that was an intern that was needing to leave work. Yeah, (laughs) as quickly as possible. And like, "Eh, we're done. That's good. Um, No. uh, Basically, Allison is works at this bake or owns a bakery with her mom that her dad started thirty years ago been in the family. She went to France to be a pastry chef and came back and took over the restaurant when her dad right. passed. And her mom basically does a lot of the actual baking and she's more or less kind of comes up the ideas and runs, runs the shop. Uh, Matthew Gilbert comes in to try and buy out the town more or less so they can open a resort. This is supposed to take place outside Knoxville, Tennessee in which uh, to kind of give people that are not from Tennessee or even from, you know, that area, Knoxville, basically Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. So Pigeon Forge is kind of like where they have like outlet malls and like go like an entire street. That's just go all go cart, go carts and oh, Ripley's okay. believe it or not. Wow. One of those kind of places. Yeah. Got one it. of those kind of yeah. places. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, they have other stuff, but that's kind of the gist. And a very congested road that takes you an hour to get down. So sounds awesome. There you go. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, And then Gatlinburg's just where there are a bunch of bears and (laughs) a bunch, a bunch of bears, and then they're skiing and stuff like that. They have lodges and the bears are skiing. No, yeah, it could be probably. I don't know. Well, okay. So this kind of it also has cocaine bear. So, oh, that's good. Cool. Oh, okay. yes. Wow. Yeah, Knoxville okay. area. Yep. 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 Right outside that's, Knoxville. Uh, that's notable. Yep. And that's based on real events. So, yep. Yep. A thing that actually happened. So, upcoming cocaine. To make a movie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, everybody in the house is very well. Ruth is very excited about going to see this. She won't stop talking about it. And York, I showed him yeah. the trailer. He He's cracked up laughing so yeah it's it's very exciting he, yeah 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 so he'll, miss, we'll probably see that um <laughs> so anyways they have places that have resorts like gatlinburg and places like that in forge got it so the fact that they feel like they have to buy out this small little town to build a resort because i guess there's not anywhere else they want to buy out the bakery but they want to keep the bakery and incorporated as part of the resort basically they want to tear the building down build up the resort and still put this bakery back in there but like a nicer vert i don't want to say nicer but the interior will be more modern i guess okay and they uh she doesn't want to do it she's like no this is you can't buy this out this is my place you know this is my place and you know who would you yeah and he's like well you're like the basically everybody else in the town starting to kind of warm up and may like, hey, it's a lot of money. It could really help us pay off this debt and all this other stuff. I'm getting too old to be doing this. So, you know, this would be great for us to retire with. And right. she's like, yeah, but they're just going to turn this into, you know, what about all this Christmas magic? The resort, right. I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. So her bakery becomes famous because she's a dot because uh, her daughter swears she saw Santa and Mrs. Claus come in, buy a bunch of their cookies and talk about how much she loved the cookies. So she writes a letter that somehow goes viral about it. And so then everybody wants calls in orders and her bakery becomes very popular and very uh, busy. 
So it makes it harder for them to, for the developers to try and uh, woo her. Do thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and so I had already watched this. Ruth started watching it and then she, she goes, she sends me a text because I uh, was doing other things like I was doing domesticated you were, things. You were on assignment. Yeah, I was on assignment in yeah. the laundry room. <laughs> yes. doing, working my way through three yeah. three loads of laundry. And she, sends, she goes, she goes, why is it nobody in this movie has an accent, a Southern accent? That's <laughs> a good question. I said, that is great. And of course, my very Nashvilleian answer was, they're all California transplants. Right. And that's all why nobody has... All they're all every single one. It's a commune. It's now just referred to as a commune. Yeah. It's a California commune out in this sleepy little town. Um, yeah. But no, I, I said, I don't know. I said, I, I, I love that that's what you focused on and not the fact that there's not one person wearing a speck of orange in this entire movie. I said, even at Christmas, UT people will be wearing orange like it's Where are the volunteers? Movie. Where are they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're volunteering for different movies. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I was like, not one spec. And and you brought up a great point, though, that, you know, obviously probably couldn't get licensing. I go, that's not stopped anybody from wearing orange in this. I mean, even in Nashville, we have Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt's not. No, yeah. I mean, sports, but still, everybody's still flushed. I mean, a sea of orange. It's, it's true. I mean, nobody wants to date or... You know, they they want everything to kind of be evergreen, so that this could just yes. be town yes. USA, and right, we're right. saying it's Tennessee, but right. for you guys, you're like, what the hell? Like, this has nothing to do with Tennessee, yeah. and no one right. has an accident, and no one, yeah. Um, and to which I also said, you know what? I said, well, Ruth, it's a Christmas movie, and that's not supposed to be the focus. Why are we nitpicking this in the first place? Because it's in the title, though. I mean, you guys yeah. are right. It's like we're in yeah. Tennessee. We're supposed to be this you know, fifth generation Tennessee family and not one person has any of that Southern. <laughs> right. No, no one's from Tennessee. No one, no one in Tennessee was involved in making this movie. Exactly. So, and what I did notice though, that there's also a Christmas in Vermont. There's a Christmas in Mississippi. Cause I think we started to watch that one, but I didn't, we hadn't finished it yet. And there's at least one person in that one that actually has a Southern accent in the one in Mississippi. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a Christmas in the Smokies. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah. No, not yet. As well, yeah, that's, uh, I haven't seen that one, but apparently that's, yeah, it has no accent since, but it's good. Yeah. It, it's special. Okay. It's different. More yeah, recent. Like, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, what were your, so how many movies have you watched just, you know, by doing your, your, uh, Christmas movie diary for this year that have involved cooking? Yeah, I or mean, baking. cooking, cooking or baking has been, at le- it's like 75%. And uh, crazy? and I wasn't aware that I was kind of in that. And then I was like, wait a minute, I got to get, I got to veer out of this. And then I came back and this, this brought me back in. I will say this, I was, I was very um, pleasantly surprised that the protagonist's name was Allison because every yes. movie that I've watched with the female protagonist has had a name that ends in an E, Molly, Abby, oh Annie. Katie, Holly, Mary, right? There's never, yeah. I was like, Allison, she wasn't Allie. They didn't call yeah. her Allie. And I was like, all right. So that already made yes. me like, like this movie more. <laughs> I'm like, it stands out. Well, She's formal. She's well, Allison. Well, well yeah. you know, like, 
and uh, to kind of go with that, I mean, heck, it's even in Sid Field's screenplay, you know, uh, book that you know is extremely famous. You know, famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick yeah. when you pick when you decide to pick a character name, pick a short one because you're going to have to think about the name you want to use because you're going to have to be typing that for like a ninety plus pages. Right. So if you be very careful choosing long names. Because yeah. you will have to be typing that, and that'll right. take up more space, and there'll be less content. That's right. I don't know. Ah, okay. Todd, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Todd, with two Ds, though. You got to be extra. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that's that may explain your. I mean, but Holly, obviously, because you know it's Christmas. Mary, obviously, because well, it could be spelled either way, and it's still Christmas. Chris, there's got to be a Chris somebody because. Maybe Chris Kringle. There usually is a yeah, Chris. But it's almost yeah. like they want the yeah. protagonist to kind of have like a younger sounding right. name or I, yes. I, I don't know. It's very, yeah. it's very strange, but that could, I would argue that that's even like a trope with, with yeah. the protagonist. Like you have to name them yeah. something with an E sound. Yeah. So at the end. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, real quick. I'm just going to run down for me, just some of my, without kind of going into them, but once I would also recommend yeah. um, people watch just because I, they're some of my favorites. I've got a list that I still haven't finished <laughs> that I, that I'm still planning on watching before yeah. then um, that are currently out on streaming. And then uh, one that's in theater that um, I still haven't had a chance to make it to, uh, but I will at some point. Um, so one I enjoyed from 2020 uh, that's on Hulu is a uh, happiest season with uh oh yeah yeah mckenzie mckenzie davis yep. and i forgot who else was in it but it was one of my was um, that Chris, uh, kristen stewart yes kristen stewart yeah. and yeah. uh mckenzie yeah. yeah mckenzie davis who i i i love mckenzie davis uh ever since halt and catch fire that's like one of my favorite okay yeah shows. sure um sure. and she was great in that and Bunch of stuff, but yeah, Victor Garber, Mary Steenburgen, uh, Allison Brie, Mary Holland, Dan Levy, like huge, great cast. Aubrey Plaza, like it's a great, yep. great movie. And you know, it's something we again hadn't seen at that point. We right. hadn't seen anything from the LGBTQ um, community as far as True. being represented on for a Christmas movie. So that was one of the first ones, and it was done really well. Like it's not it's being treated just like a regular, well, are they really in a relationship or are they just friends, which you can insert without the or sexual orientation, just in a relationship in general. And great. It was very well done. Loved it. Um, Another one I really loved was on Netflix and uh, I'll probably will watch again in uh, this year at some point is uh, love hard on Netflix with okay, uh, yep. Nina Dobrev and yep. Jimmy O. Yang um, and James Sato. Uh, it was another really cute one that, you know, it's just your typical rom-com, but it's the, it's different because it's in Christmas and it, it just something adds a little bit more to it. It's just really great. Yep. Loved it. Yep. Um, and then one uh, we watched last year while wrapping presents even to be, which can get more Christmas than that, but we were actually wrapping presents. We were watching it is a uh, single. All, yeah. Single all the way. Also on no Netflix. Way. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
Barry Bassford. Barry yeah. Bassford. <laughs> yes. Speaking of a uh, $2 late fee, not that we were yes. speaking of it. But yeah, but but totally agree. Yeah. Yes. But you know, as an 80s podcast, yes. you know, we had had Barry Boswick yes. on our show and he, he was, yeah, basically on, on to promote that movie. But yeah, he was interested in talking about other things, understandably. So yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and, and why would you want to say no to that? But no, it was right? great. It was a great movie. And uh, again, another great rom-com that, you know, is Christmas, but it's, and Jennifer Coolidge is just, yeah, I mean, she's great and everything. But yeah. oh my god, her character in that movie was just, yeah, she was great. <laughs> she was Love great. It. Uh, but it's it it's just great. And again, without even having to factor in a person's um, sexual orientation, it's just great alone as a relationship um, movie. And then. Uh, Oh yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, the the guy that Michael Yuri's character fought, you know, starts dating in the movie. I was like, I've seen him. He's in something else. And then it finally hit me. He's in Billy Eichner's Bros movie uh, oh, that came out this year. Okay. Yep. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Yep. I was like, oh yeah, he's the he's the 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 dude in that. I was like, okay. Um, Got and it. then a life a life the Lifetime movie that Ruth and I watched last year that I really liked was Dear Christmas with Jason Priestley. And Moshe right. Joan Hart, where she's right. the podcaster, and I love watching movies about podcasting because it's just funny. Because you're like, that's not how. We, it's not at all not how, how it is. is. And, and, yeah, you, know, you don't go live with a podcast. That kind of. Um, <laughs> I. That's called yeah. that's called the radio. It's just called the radio. She's like a radio talk show. Yeah, I think her like podcast yes. is called like Holiday Love or something. I love that yes. movie. Yeah. I love yeah. the one scene. I, I'm always posting this video of Jason Priestley serenading her with his guitar, mm-hmm. and she's like in this diner, like working. And she up on the housetop, reindeer paws. It's just it's the funniest thing. That was my favorite moment of last year. Yeah, um, yeah. video moment. So he also yeah. had a towing service. And his name yeah, was Chris. He, yeah, he I had think, like a million jobs. Time. Yeah, well, his name yeah. was Chris Massey, actually, because it was yeah. like Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. This is yes. so funny that I've seen that uh, and I know it, and it's so dumb that I yeah. have this information. But um, yep. yeah, I'm with you. Those are great. I've got I've mm-hmm. got two that I would mention. Just okay. um, yeah, go for it again. Eighties movie podcast. Mm-hmm. I'd be remiss to not yep. mention some eighties yep. movies. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, of course. The Obviously. Great Chevy yep. Chase. Everybody should watch that. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, there's one that was took place in the 80s from last year, also Netflix, 8-Bit Christmas, starring yes. Neil Patrick Harris. It's kind of like a reimagining of a Christmas story set in the 80s. Um, Neil Patrick Harris recounting to his daughter his quest to score an NES, the original Nintendo Entertainment System. And it's very well done. There's great music. Um, super fun. Super funny. Yes, we watched that this year, almost a year to the day that Patrick talked about it on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I, it was yeah. fun, well, so it was funny. I was watching it while I was putting up the Christmas tree, which I looked when I was trying to find out when Patrick covered it. I found a picture that I took after I put up the Christmas tree last year. Yeah. So I put the Christmas tree up this year on November twenty eighth when I was trying to find the picture of of uh, of our episode. It was right after the picture I took of the tree that I put up last year on November 28th. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. Now I have, apparently I have a, 
apparently next year I'll have to put, be sure to pressure's on to have the tree up on November 20th. But yeah, he covered it. So I, when I saw him, uh, I saw him at work and I said, Hey man, how did I said, I am so sorry. I slept on this movie for a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> I said almost a year to the day you talking about it. And I still hadn't gotten around to watching it. I said, now I've watched it and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, Grayson has watched it. I think four times since it's, then. It's great. And yeah. York and his mom watched it together when he was over there, and they both loved it. Yeah, it's it is great. And uh, I don't know if your what your wife's take on it was, uh, but Ruth said uh, the only thing missing from that movie is she goes right there when he's when they're running down the street, leaving the kid's house after he yeah. TV fell. I said. The only thing that's missing is that empty spot where there's a car parked on the street is uh, someone needs to put a, a, a lawn chair out there to reserve the parking spot. I said, right. other than that it is the right. most accurate yep, depiction yep. of Chicago in the eighties yep. at Christmas time. Yeah. That's I said, funny. I said, uh, can't get better recommend. <laughs> can't get better praise yep. than that. I guess yep. the Absolutely. writer for the movie was from Chicago. Uh, yep. So he, uh, so yeah, so that's how that, but yeah, no, excellent movie. Uh, real quick, I sent you this list, and I was going to cover this because after watching, after Ruth was rewatching Dear Christmas this year, I said, I bet, I said, I think everybody from Nine Hundred Two One Zero has done a Christmas movie. So I went and looked it up, and almost every main cast member from Nine Hundred Two One Zero has made a Christmas movie. Amazing. Jenny Garth, Jenny Garth was in A Kind Hearted Christmas. Ian Ziering was in Christmas in Palm Springs. So there's another Christmas in. Yep. <laughs> uh, Shannon Doherty was in All I Want for Christmas. Luke Perry, RIP, um, was in Scoot and Cassie's Christmas. Corrine yep. Spelling was even in A, a Carol Christmas. Uh, and then uh, Jason Priestley, of course, was in Dear Christmas. The only person from that cast that was not in a Christmas movie, according to IMDb, is Brian Austin Green. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you too, I, uh, that many of these people have been in multiple Christmas movies because yes. uh, I actually just saw Shannon Doherty in a Christmas caper uh, last yeah. night. It's nice. uh, it's terrible, but I really enjoyed <laughs> it. We actually, oh yeah, God, we watched, yeah, Christmas caper. It's from 2007. <laughs> um, we watched that twice in a row. Tori Spelling oh, no, was in one break. last Christmas break in Christmas caper. That one's on. Really good. Well, no, Chris, Christmas break in is the one I have on my list to watch that's on Amazon Prime. So oh, okay, got it. Got break it. In, um, caper. There you go. Yeah. Jenny Garth has been in, um, I feel like three or four. She was in Holidays yeah. and, and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the same guy, Cameron something. Um, and then last year there was one called The Mistletones that Tori Spelling was in okay. with, uh, with one of the sisters from, from Sister Sister. I don't know. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Not to, to, you know, digress us back onto onto this, but, but yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, So I'm kind of just real quick. Cause I know uh, obviously we want to, we're going to, we want to plug our plug you guys a $2 late fee, which I love bringing up on our show from time to time, whenever, you know, uh, I listened to an episode and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So I found that out. Okay, this is making me want to watch this or listen to this. Um, you guys had the lucky, lucky pleasure. Uh, not lucky. I'm, 
you guys were uh, were at LA Comic Con and got to interview the amazing Joe Dante. So kind of tying it back to Gremlins. Yeah, that yeah. way it was lucky. Yeah, pleasure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say it was lucky, but I mean, you guys, yeah, did, no. and yeah. you guys have an amazing, you guys have amazing uh, guests come on your show. Um, what all do you guys have coming up? Or it came uh, out recently that you can plug and talk yeah, about. Yeah, well, well, the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, Zach's favorite movie, Zach, my co-host, is uh, is The Warriors from 1979, Walter Hill's epic gang movie. And we have David Patrick Kelly coming up next week. Nice. David Patrick Kelly from Dreamscape, The Warriors, um, 48 Hours, uh, Commando, you know, and he was fantastic, just a real intellectual. So that's, that's fantastic. We also have sort of a Christmas story reunion of sorts with uh, mm-hmm. Zach Ward, who plays Scott Farkas and um, Scott Schwartz from the toy. And um, well, he's Christmas story. He's, he's flick. He gets his tongue stuck yeah. to the pole. Yeah. So he comes on um, and uh, we, we had a good, good time with them. So that that's, coming out in like two weeks and uh then we're gonna take a little bit of a hiatus and then come back really really strong in season four into the 2023 so yes and if you all i mean i'm sure our listeners should be listening because um you i cannot believe it's already been what two years since you guys were on we did bill and ted Something like was that, that two years ago. That's insane. I think so. Yeah, but you're I right. I think so because I well, think it was 2020 because yep. we were at the other yep. house at a new place. Wow. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Doesn't feel like it's been that long. It's just gone by. No, no. But I have no sense of time anymore. Yeah. Man. But, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Valid. Um. Yep. Well, Dustin, thank you for coming in and joining us. We really appreciate it. And, thank you for having you me. Know, can't wait to. Great. Can't, yep. And uh, can't wait to get you and Zach back on sometime in the f- near future. Um, we love that. Get that all scheduled. And yes. And um, yeah, we hope you and your family and of course, Zach and everybody have an amazing holiday season. And thank uh, you. Same to you. Yeah. Yes. And everybody, please check out $2 late fee on the platforms. Also, Check them out on their social media. You can find them at $2 late fee on Twitter, Instagram, and all the things. Yeah. And then check out Dustin and then check out and then check and then check out Dustin on TV commercials, video games, and all those fun. My voice. Check out his website. Yep. Your voice over work. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, and for everybody else, we hope you've enjoyed this amazing Christmas special and we will talk to you all next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in on the fun.